ML Nation, episode 174. Now listen, I'm going to say the most important sentence to you. You will quit me before I will ever quit you. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. Before we get started... You know self-development is really important. You know there's a whole ton of books that you should be reading, but the problem is time, right? Like, uh, And also, some of you may have difficulty focusing on books. So this is something that really helped me out. It's audiobooks. Right? You listen to this podcast, you're getting a lot of value. You can speed up your growth for audiobooks. Other books that you want to read, you don't have time to read. Audiobooks is a great way, and it was a big part of my success. And the the cool thing about audiobooks is you can listen to them over and over again. With books, it's hard to reread a book again, but audiobooks, you just play them in a the car, you can do them over and over again, and you learn a lot quicker. Especially sometimes when we're reading or learning, we're only getting 10, 20%, so repetition is important. So, right now, as a listener for, to ML Nation, here's a special offer. You can get a free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. Just go to MLMNationBook.com, check out the details, and you can get a free audiobook. So, definitely check that out. And uh, now, let's go to our show. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today from the UK, Simon Brooks. Simon, are you ready to make it happen? I sure am. How are you doing, Simon? Simon Brooks left school at 16 to work at his dad's grocery store. He soon met his wife and moved to the north of England and then came across a newspaper ad for MLM. Simon joined, he got started, and as he says in his own words, he kept going because he didn't know how to quit. Simon eventually went on to earn over $12.5 million U.S. dollars and built a team with over 156,000 distributors and retired from MLM. He is an MLM legend. However, Simon soon realized that no one successful really retires and just sits at home and does nothing. So Simon got back into the game and into MLM. And in less than four years, he's built a team of over 80,000 distributors. And one of his proudest achievements is that he's helped his son create a six-figure income in MLM as well. So, Simon, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro. But please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Okay, yeah, it's, it's quite simple, really. Going back, I've been involved full-time as a networker for around 28 and a half years. But when I first joined... I actually was involved in my mum and dad's shop. But the trouble is, all my friends used to turn around and say, oh, it'd be all right for Brooksy. It'd be his one day. So I said, "Now nah, I'm never going to have that. So I went to my bank manager and said, I want to borrow some money and I want to buy my own shop. So we did that. And I went on holiday, met my wife of my dreams, and we got our own business. And the trouble was, the idea was to build it up, sell it, buy another one. Build it up, sell it, buy another one. Because obviously, in the supermarket business, you don't make money while you're in that trade. You only make money when you sell it. So, we then sold that. We moved up to the northwest of England. And I I bought a house. I thought I had this idea where I could buy this large detached house. And I could share all the bedrooms. There was five bedrooms. So I could rent five bedrooms out and the three reception rooms, we had two lounges and a dining room. I could rent those out to other tenants. So we could have our own bedroom and we could rent it to people that we didn't know. Now, if you was to say to me 28 years later, Simon, would you ever do that again? No way, Jose. But it's amazing what you do. So we rent it out to like five strangers that we don't know. Funny enough is the first tenant that we had is now one of our best friends and is godfather to our children and everything else. But we didn't rent it to, we call it DSS in this country. You might call it uh, social security. It was professional people. It was either dentists, doctors or so forth. So anyway, one of these, um, one of these friends of mine who was a dentist had a newspaper because we shared the kitchen. And I was looking at the newspaper and I came across business to business. And it says, I drive an Aston Martin. I make millions. MLM. 
I do this and I do that, MLM. So this was on a Sunday and I went into my lounge and I made three phone calls. Three phone calls had answer phones. This was on a Sunday, so I hung up straight away. The fourth person that picked up, picked it up live. And I said to him, I said, excuse me, can you tell me what this word means? He said, what's that? I said, MLM. I said, I think it might be Mate Love Monthly, Mate Lots of Money. What is it? He goes, oh, it's multi-level marketing. I said, and what is that? He said, oh, that's where you can build a team of people, marketing and selling products, and you can derive a benefit from what they sell. I was still confused as anything. So I said, okay, I went on. And he told me what the opportunity was, and I got involved. That was my very, very first experience to networking. Wow. So did, uh, you eventually met him one-on-one or did you go to a big meeting and then... No, 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 no. This is all on the telephone. Wow. I'm the easiest person to sell to. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, well, you just gave him his credit card number over the phone? and you. Yeah, it was funny because he turned around and said, okay, for the starter kid, it's going to cost you £25. He said, I expect you're one of these people that pay for everything on a credit card, don't you? I said, yep. He said, great, I can take that. What's your number? So I trotted across the hall to my bedroom, got my credit card number, and I gave it to him. I had seen no information, nothing about the company, nothing about the product, and that was it. And then he sent me the starter kit, and I thought, well, this is really good, and everything else, and I made a few sales from the product. Hmm. I like the way he asked for that credit card. I think that's one of the things that holds distributors back, is when they're asking for it, like when closing the sale, they become really kind of timid but he seemed really confident I like yeah. he's like you seem you seem to be the ones who use your credit card right i like that yeah but you see it's all about posture as you know and he had the right posture hmm. see too many people pussyfoot around and they get concerned about oh my word oh my word do i ask for the money do i ask for the money well how are you expected to make money unless you ask for the order it won't happen definitely so what happened you joined you, you say you sold some products uh, were yep. you, how much money did you make? Did you have challenges or you had struggles? Because you came well, from a business background, right? Yeah, obviously I've never done networking. I never even heard of what networking was. So I turned around and said to him, so what's the product? And he turned around and said to me, it's alternative designer fragrances. I said, what's that? He said, copy perfume. I said, nah, that's not for me. That's a female situation. He said, Simon, He said, is it the idea of selling fragrances that doesn't excite you or the idea of making an extra 20,000 a year? Now, don't forget, 28 years ago, 20,000 was a chunk of money. It's still a chunk of money now. And I said, yeah, it's the idea of selling perfume. He said, if I could show you a way of making that 20,000 without touching the product, he did an an assumptive close. You'd be interested, wouldn't you? I said, yep, sure would. He said, okay. It's going to cost you £25 to get started. And now expect you're one of these people to pay by credit card. I said, yep. He said, great, I take that. Trust it off, got my credit card. The rest is history. Incredible. Uh, so what were some of the early challenges you faced? Well, I moved. I got divorced from down in the southeast. And I moved up to the northwest. And I knew two people. Number one was the video guy that videoed our wedding. Number two was my sister-in-law. So I had no contacts. I didn't know how to find people, where to find people, why to find people. So then I said to my sponsor, I said, so how do I grow this and how do I build this? He said, okay. He said, let me ask you this question. How do you know me? I said, you placed an advertisement. He said, okay, you can do the same. I said, oh, right. So I said, um, he said, so do you want to play, place a national ad? I said, oh, no, that's a little bit too far gone for me. That's a little bit too big. Why don't I start small, then work up to it? He said, okay, you can work locally and put a local ad in. So that's what I did. I put a local ad in. But what happened in the house that we was living in, we wanted to build this patio in the back garden. And I've never, ever laid a brick. I've never done anything physical. And I built this whole patio myself. But what happened was that I pulled my back through lifting these two foot by two foot flagstones. And I laid flat on my back for two days. The interesting thing is because previously I'd sponsored the odd one or two people, 
And I was flat on my back, but what I could do, I could pick up the telephone and I could take orders for the perfume. So on the Wednesday, I made £86, and on the Thursday, I made £92. And that was the light bulb moment. I thought, oh, really? I've done nothing, and I've made just under £200. This is for me. Because I thought to myself, well, if I've made that, just imagine if I put some serious effort in, I could make a fortune. Hmm. So these people you're calling, there was a, uh, they, they were from the newspaper ads? Yep. I see. And MLM Nation, don't forget, this is way, this is 28 years ago, way before Facebook or anything. I know. Um, I know. So what did the ad say? I'm just curious. What did the ad say? What was the call to action? And did it you just might, have like a phone? It like- might be an advert. It might be something like, um, it may not be your thing because it's different, so different. It's a big success story. Earning a thousand pounds a week. Part stroke, full time. Interested call. Hmm. And you basically had the phone right next to you at all times. I, I lived on the phone. <laughs> so you're originally upline. Lo- up he must have been pretty successful because the way you shared the story, he was he had an extremely good posture and the way he handled yeah, that product. He, he was the top earner with the company. Got it. And the funniest thing is he was he used to live three and a half hours away from where I lived. So he said to me, okay, what you need to do, Simon, you need to get a bunch of these people around your house. He said, I will come and do a presentation for you so you can see exactly how it works and we can sponsor those people into your business. I said, oh, that man, that's going to be good. So we did that. I had 22 people scheduled to come around to my house. He traveled three and a half hours to come and see me. One person showed. Hmm. Wow. And that guy that guy was a student from a university, and he never joined. But he was sat there on the city during the circles. He goes, yeah, you sponsor this person. They do this, and they do this. You make that. I'm, I'm getting so excited. Because um, don't forget, this is the first time I saw the circles. And he showed me the plan. And I said to the prospect, I said, there you go, there you go. Oh, wow, that's, that's phenomenal. <laughs> anyway, so I learned very, very fast. Never travel four hours to see somebody, spend four hours to do a presentation, spend four hours to go home, and your prospect says, I'll think about it. Hmm. But Don't do that. Never do that. But you got really excited. So that, how, how, um, how long have you, were you in the business when this happened? Because it's like the well, first time you met your up. Was that the first time you also met your upline? Yep. First time I met him. Spoke to him on the telephone, but that was the first time I met him. And that was literally... Um, it was about like three weeks down the road from when I actually joined. I see. So how did you overcome that? Uh, what was the self-talk? Because most people, like 22 people, you know, and one person shows up, they didn't join. And you learned a lesson, never travel three and a half. How did you deal with that type of quote-unquote failure? Yeah, I learned very, very quickly because I wasn't successful and he was – I thought to myself, right, I'm going to pester the doo-doo out of you. I phoned him three, four, five, six, seven times a day saying, I've spoken to these people. They said this. I said this. What would you say? What would you say? What would you do? What would you do? And I must have been the bane of his life. Hmm. But do you know something? It taught me to structure my own posture. Yeah, that's very, very important. Um, you know, throughout your journey, what would you, um, what was the aha moment? Was it the, the real moment where you went from twenty two people, only one person showed up, and then you to the point where you had a massive success? Oh, that, that's yeah, that's quite easy, really. We had an event in a local hotel. This is going back. Oh, this must have been three months into my business, and I absolutely filled the room with just my people. And I thought, wow, this is phenomenal. And I qualified at the highest rank. And then I qualified as a a separate rank that you actually qualify as an achievers member and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, this works. But it was the residual income I started to make. And I'm thinking, okay, so even if I go on holiday... And even if I do different things, I can still make the money. And there's no limit to how much I can make. Where you get somebody that works for a company and they're salaried and they might be making 100000 a year, they can't make two, three, four, five hundred thousand 500000 a year. They can't make a million a year. So I thought to myself, 
Okay, so this is dependent on my own effort. So if I put a massive amount of effort and I'm not frightened of work, hard work to me comes like, you know, hand and glove. It's like, it's a dumb thing. So yeah, I just thought I could make a fortune with this. Hmm. And that really is when I, was, when I got sold on the deal. Now we all know that success is a journey. So take us back to the time that would be the worst moment in MLM. Your toughest time where you maybe even had regrets that you did this business. And how did you... And what happened and what was the lessons that you learned from that? Okay, this is going to sound weird because you're going to say, I don't believe it. I didn't have any of those moments. I'm one of these people that I understand your altitude determines your attitude. And I knew that, you know, it's down to me. If it is to be, it is up to me. So I just knew that I had to have a mega, mega positive mindset. And I wasn't going to be put down by anybody or anything. So I just get, literally people turn around and say, Simon, you know, you've got different types of animals. You've got a rhinoceros that struggles to fit through the hole. I said, yeah, but the difference with me is I am the rhinoceros and I make the hole. You've got to have that bulldozer mentality. It's like my posture when I'm speaking to a prospect, when I do trainings, I, I cover objections and everything else. And I'm, I can see people in the audience gasping, thinking I could never get away with that. I couldn't say that. And it is all down to posture. It's like I don't think anything ever phases me. Anything ever puts me down. Why? It might be because I've made a, an absolute screaming fortune from it. Or it might be because I know when I sponsor people, one of the sentences I very, very often end the conversation after they join is I turn around and say to people, now, listen, I'm going to say the most important sentence to you. You will quit me before I will ever quit you. Mm. Be I like because that. I know, I, I know I'm going to be doing this for 20, 30 years. And I know they might not. But I've got more chance of being in this business longer than what they are. That is really good. You will quit me before I ever quit you. You yeah. know, talking to you really brings back memories of when I got started at MLM. I had uh, my mentor, Steve Schwartz, which has been featured on ML Nation. And I used to call him exactly. We were long distance, just like you and your upline. Uh, three, yep. four times a day. And I think the thing that it wasn't necessarily the words he said, but it was really all about posture, right? Yep. Copying the posture. Um, so getting back to what you said that people say, I could never say that. Uh, what's another example of something that you would say with posture and confidence that other people struggle to say, and they, but they should say? Okay, well, see, I, when, I, when I speak to people, when I coach people, it's like I always turn around and say to the brand new person, right, do me this favor. If you have, is it easier for you to phone me or for me to phone you? Now, let me ask you this question. Imagine if you have a thousand people in your organization. Is it easier for you to make a thousand phone calls or for a thousand people to phone you and make one phone call? They say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy for them to phone me. I said, well, there you go. That's the problem that I have. So you need to phone me every single day. Now, could be two, three, four, five, six times a day. Don't worry about how many times you phone me. And do you know what the majority of people say? Oh, yeah, but you're going to be real fed up with me making those amount of phone calls. And I say, no, let me tell you when I will get fed up with you is when you never make a phone call. When you never phone me, that means I say to myself, ah, so Mary doesn't see it like me. Ah, Steve doesn't see it like me. Ah, I thought I had a good one. They're not in it. So it's like you've got to pester the life out of me, not me pester the life out of you. I will never pester you. I haven't got time to pester you. I will plug you into the system where you can keep contact. You get all the um, the training, all the, all the emails, all the, the social media and everything else. But you have to physically go one step further. And you've got to pick up the phone, pick up Skype, and you've got to contact me. Because this is what won't happen. Let's say if you live 100 miles away, 10,000 miles away, you're never going to call me and say, oh, hi, Simon, what's the weather like in Formby? You're never going to say that. And if you do, 
I won't answer you. <laughs> you have to ask a question about your business to move your business forward. Otherwise, it's, your business is never going to work. And I tell you now, I will force you to make money whether you like it or not. But you've got to meet me halfway. Hmm. Is there any uh, criterion for people to call you? Like, so, or is there anyone can call you as long as it's business related? I mean, if, any, can you call any, you for admin admin stuff? Oh, I can't log into my back office. Well, you basically set rules that you ha- it has to be around prospecting, like money making uh, skills. Yeah, I mean, anyone can call me really, but if they turn around, they want to know about their back office. If they want to know about corporate questions, then they need to either send a ticket into the back office or they need to speak to their upline. Hmm. I'm really wanting to help them grow their business, grow their income. I haven't got time to waste time on nonsensical questions. You know, talking about this calling, it's a really big lesson here uh, for ML Nation listeners paying attention to this because I know a lot of people who feel like Simon, I'm sure you know you met a lot of distributors. They feel like, oh, I shouldn't be bothering Simon. I shouldn't be calling him, right? And that, why, why do people even feel that way? It's all because of lack of self-belief. Like they don't feel, oh, Simon Brooks is very successful. I'm not there yet. I'm not. And I think it's, it's that attitude, that lack of posture that prevents people from becoming successful. Everybody thinks that way. Everybody that I speak to at events and they turn around and say, oh, yeah, 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 I'll phone you. Or I've just sponsored them. Yeah, 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 I will (laughs) phone you every day. And do you know something? They don't. Very, very few actually make the phone call every day. And it's funny, you know, the ones that do are my top leaders. Isn't that interesting? So you guys looking and listening to this podcast for the very very first time whatever company you're in phone your upline phone your sponsor every day pester the living daylights out of your sponsor because your sponsor is going to be more successful than perhaps what you are and you need to learn and grow like your sponsor or your sponsor's sponsor now it might not be your sponsor it might be it might be two or three levels higher but you need to find somebody that you can gel with that you can make sure that you call every single day. I've got people in my organization that I've not personally spon- sponsored, but I speak to them several times a day. And I think it's a great it filter, too. It basically tells you who to work with. Yeah, right? exactly. Who to work with. You don't even need to worry about the ones who don't call you. You just move on. Well, you see, people that turn around and say, when I say to people, look, when you phone me every single day, guess what? Guess what? When you sponsor somebody that does that to you, do you know what the first thing you're going to do? Oh, no. What's that? You're going to pick up the phone. You're going to sort your Skype out and you're going to speak to me. and You're going to say, Simon, we found another one of us because they're the sorts of people that you're looking for. You're not looking for Howard Hughes. You're not looking for people that are going to hibernate. You're looking for people that want to get active. You're looking for people that want to build a significant business. Hmm. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, that was really good stuff. Um, let's talk about your son. I think for a lot of leaders who have children, they you know, and they're successful. Their dream is to have their children get involved and not go into the corp- you know, corporate or job route. So, share a little bit about your son. How did you get him interested in network marketing, and uh, how how has it been working with him? Well, that's interesting because I would have said that out of my whole network marketing career. This next subject is possibly the one that I hold dearest to my heart because how many people would love the thought not to just get their son or their daughter involved, but to get them involved, but for those people to be as good as you. That's the difference. He's not just my son and he's not. Yeah, okay, he's made sort of like over half a million in his first like, you know, four years. But it's the way he's respected from the organization, our CEO, and everybody in the business and in the industry. He is amazing. He really, really gets it. Now, a lot of my organization will be listening to this recording, so they will understand exactly what I'm saying. I mean, we do events, and he does stuff, and, you know, his mom and I, we're in tears with the emotion of how he shines. And it's funny, actually, because... We've got two sons, and our youngest son 
we always thought was going to be the one that followed in my footsteps and was going to do network marketing. Because my oldest son, who is Fraser, Fraser Brooks, I mean, if you go on YouTube and put in Fraser Brooks, you will see so many videos that he's done. But everybody sees Fraser as like the main barometer of how the business is going. But we we really hold it close to our heart and we know that, you know, he is our prodigy and he is the one that's working our business as good as us. He sees it as good as us. And that is a real proud moment in a mother and father's life. But yeah, so he's, he's, he's doing real good. And I'll tell you now, he will outstrip my income hands down. And that's good. I'd, I'd love that. How did you get him uh, interested? Did you, he, he came to you saying he was interested or you always well, wanted him to get involved? Well, it's funny. I, I, was involved in, <laughs> I was involved in a company and he saw the opportunity. I mean, don't forget, he went to his first meeting when he was in his mother's stomach. When he was an em- embryo, before he was born, he went to the very first convention that I went to. And that's with this perfume company. And when he was, when going back recently, when he first got a look at it, I took him across to America to an event where there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That lit the spark. And he said, this industry is for me. And that really set the, the, the blue touch paper. And he thought, right, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Then obviously working it with me, you know, obviously we both live in the same house. And working it every day, we, we don't have time. I mean, okay, we can talk about football and stuff like that. But we talk about it 24-7. When people join my business, they don't just join my business. They get me and Fraser. So they get like a double whammy. Hmm. And that's a real benefit for them. I think it's really cool. Very, very cool. Especially at the two, you two work together very well. Because sometimes father and son, I mean, it's it's hard to take a dad's advice sometimes. Right? Yeah. But the interesting thing is we never argue and we never fall out about the business. That is very, very we, cool. We always agree, even agree to disagree. But we're always singing from the same hymn sheet. Hmm. So with your, your almost like three decades of experience, how have you seen network marketing change over the oh, years? It's, it, I mean, going back, here's, a, here's an interesting thing. This is the classic. When I first started network marketing, and we used to make phone calls from our British Telecom telephone, and I used to work in our house, and every time the phone rang, my wife and I had to tell the children, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Dad's on the phone, dad's on the phone, dad's on the phone. Now, it's nothing to do with the phone. It's to do with the, whether it be Skype or whether it's Facebook or whether it's social media or whatever. So it's, it's a total radical difference. I mean, going back when, when I was making phone calls and I was phoning prospects, phoning distributors and distributors phoning me, my phone bill used to be £300 a month. Now my phone bill is three pounds a month. That's a good indication. Wow. Do you see people more open to network marketing than before or the skepticism or the negativity is about the same? It's funny. I would have said that they're like, they are negative. I mean, people turn around and say to me, oh yeah, it's one of those networking things. Oh, it's pyramid selling, isn't it? <laughs> and I, you know, I, so many, so many distributors struggle with answering it. And it's like they think, oh, so what, what's the best advice you can give for that, Simon? I turn around and say to people, well, okay, well, let's just explore that. Are you a member of a church? Well, yeah, really? Well, did you know that's the biggest pyramid you're ever going to get? Or they might turn and say, no, I'm not a member of a church. Okay, well, let's just talk of a normal product. Have you ever heard of Heinz, Heinz baked beans? Yeah. Do you know how that system works, how their business model works? Well, not really. Well, you have a chairman who has a board of directors, who have salesmen, who sell to wholesalers, who sell to retailers, who sell to the public. That is the biggest pyramid you will ever, ever get. And people go, oh, right. So, you know, if it works and if you're going to make 
a fortune, then why would you worry about it being a pyramid? It's not a pyramid because the DTI sat and wrote a white paper in August of 1990, legalizing network marketing as the most honorable and ethical businesses become part of. So don't get a phobia about network marketing. It's just a different way of making money. But I tell you what, with your job, could you make a million a year? Hmm, no. Oh, but it's one of those get rich quick things, isn't it? Really? Well, let me ask you a question. Do you know anyone that wants to get rich slow? Because guess what? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But it says get rich quick as you want it. You know, if you want it fast, you can get it fast. If you want it slow, you can get it slow. It's your choice. Hmm. So um, that's really, really good advice about the ML objection. It's all about posture, the way you answered. I love your your posture. Uh, But do you see people more open to MLM now? Or is it been relatively the same? I think it is predominantly the same. Some people more open because they've had a taste of it. And then you've got other people that turn around and say, yeah, I wouldn't want to touch it with a barge pole. That's because they've not had a good experience. Hmm, That's see. because they've had a bad experience. So then you've got to really identify what experience have they had. Why hasn't it worked? Why haven't they made money? And let's see if you can change it. Fantastic advice. Hey, Simon, as we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? And yep. uh, one of them, and these could be quick answers, one of them, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Okay, that's, that's possibly one of the easiest things. And that says, um, thought determines what you want, action determines what you get. Hmm. See, we can think all day long about what we want. Never, ever, ever going to get it. But unless you put action in, then that's the only way you're going to achieve what you want to achieve. Now, whether that's going to be a rank that you want to get to in your company or whether it means it's going to be a new car, new holiday, new home or whatever. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Okay, the best habit, I suppose, really is every single day I I wake up and I always focus and think, right, who am I going to prospect? Where am I going to prospect? How am I going to prospect? I prospect, 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 prospect every single day. The trouble is when people join network marketing, they don't think about it 24-7. Now, other people turn around and say, oh, Simon, is it just networking, networking, networking? Well, I tell you what, if you want the lifestyle, yes, it is. Because otherwise, you're never going to get the lifestyle. I mean, I've just taken my whole family to Thailand for a month. And we had a phenomenal time out there. We sponsored several people, got several customers, and it was an absolute blast. You know, we stayed in some phenomenal places. We had some phenomenal experiences. But you can't get those sort of experiences unless you do something like networking. Because I tell you now, a job doesn't cut it. A job doesn't do it. What's the best advice you ever received? Oh, the best advice I've ever received really is don't ever, ever quit. Quitters never win, and you never win if you quit. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's qualified prospect, they're interested. Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you do a Skype call with them? Or do you use a newsletter tool? Or do you sit down and show a newsletter, a company magazine? What do you like to use? Well, obviously, because our opportunity is global, I can't sit down with them because they're all over the world. Because a lot of people tell me, I say, oh, I've got involved in this company. It's really, really great. Really? Okay. So how many countries are you in? Oh, it's only UK. Okay, have a great day. It's like I wouldn't really be interested in, well, I wouldn't be interested in another company anyway, but I wouldn't be interested in an opportunity unless it was global. Because we've got a massive organization in Kazakhstan, Russia, and so forth. Now, if we were just UK, we wouldn't have that experience and that exposure. But getting back to um, what do, how do I prospect people? Yeah, we've got our, our website and we've got three videos there that explains all about the opportunity and the business and everything else. So that's really what it's about. Then once I've gone through that and I've actually got the person, then what I want to do is I want to build the relationship. The best way to build the relationship 
is verbal. You can you can't read tonality. So all these people think, oh, I'm going to send them an email broadcast, and they want to send emails after emails after emails. You can't read uh, tonality, but you certainly can hear it. So I'm a great believer that I want to get somebody on Skype straight away. Plus the fact Skype is great for three-way calls. Hmm. So you can then turn around and you can take all the heavy lifting away from your, your new distributor by doing their three-way calls for them, explaining the opportunity, the business, and everything else. So Skype, for me, is the way forward. It's amazing. See, when I first started, there was no such thing as Skype. It was weird because when I was involved and there was these um, telecommunication companies that were being launched and people used to turn and say, oh, why are you doing that? Telephones are all going to be free soon. There's going to be a system that you can call people on telephones and that's all going to be free. So it's, it's like Skype, I think, was made for network marketing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aside from Skype, any other online resources or apps that you could recommend? Yeah, like? we use WhatsApp all the time. We have so many groups on WhatsApp. I mean, Facebook is great social media because you can set up separate groups in, in uh, Facebook. So we, I do trainings that I can put onto Facebook into a certain group of um, Facebook. But yeah, so it's, I mean, social media is massive, absolutely massive. Now, when I first started networking, there was nothing to do with social media was a taboo word. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like, you know, bizarre, absolutely bizarre. But when you think, you know, what we're part of is uh, it's like a, a social media platform. The business that I'm involved with is all to do with um, e-commerce, which is growing at like 178 trillion a year. And that's really where the business is. What's that's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? <laughs> one book is possibly the most common book that everyone would know, and that's Think and Grow Rich. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to the show, so you can get a free audiobook like Think and Grow Rich at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. I was going to say, if anyone wants to get hold of me, you know, I'm not going to give me an email address out, but you can contact me through Skype. But I will not accept you on Skype unless you do a certain ingredient. I will give you my Skype ID, which is talk now to me. That's digit talk. So it's talk, T-A-L-K, two is in digit two, me, M-E. But then when you send your Skype request, you need to put in there Simon Chan. You don't put Simon Chan, I won't accept you. I get hundreds and hundreds of Skype requests, and it's like, it's got to be specific. So unless you put the word Simon Chan in, I won't accept you. And I would love to have a chat with you. You might turn around and say, Simon, I'll get these objections with my company. i get this, or what would you advise with this, and what would you advise with that? I'm open to talking about anything with anyone. But we need to go through the right protocols. I, I love that. And Simon, thank you so much for your time. Your last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yep. Hey, MLM Nation. Before we go to the million-dollar question, as you can tell from Simon Brooks, he has extremely awesome posture and confidence. And if you're struggling with that, I highly recommend check out my sponsoring workshop webinar. It's a free two-hour workshop. I call, I call it a workshop as a webinar because it is pretty intense. I go over how to avoid the five daily mistakes and uh, give you the six-figure close that I use to sign up a Diamond Director six-figure earner in my downline. Um, really good stuff. It is intense. You have to pay attention. Get a pen and paper. Pay attention to it. And a big part of it, the reason I mentioned this is I talk about posture. Before you even prospect, you got to have posture. And posture is more about confidence and because a lot of times it's the internal talk, right? You know you should have posture, but why are you scared to talk court a prospect? Why are you scared of rejection? It's all going on what's in your mind. So I just share that the self-talk I have that help, helps distributors overcome these fears and have proper posture so that prospects will actually be interested in what you have. So check that out. Just go to sponsoringworkshop.com. That's sponsoringworkshop.com, and I offer it a couple of times during the day, so it doesn't matter where you live in the world, you'll find a time that probably fits your schedule. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your two sons, your wife, you didn't know anyone, 
but you all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the f- so your contact list is zero? What's the first thing you do? I know you talk about running a newspaper ad. Would you do still do that? Run an ad? What's the first thing or the first place you go to to build to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Okay, well, if if I hadn't have heard of network marketing and I didn't understand it. I would then be speaking, obviously, for me to be involved in network marketing, I would have to have a sponsor. So my first port of call would be going, put my hands very gently around my sponsor's throat and turn around and say, help me. I understand that I can make millions and millions and millions from this profession, but I don't know anybody. Get me into a system, whether it's a lead generation system, which we use, or whatever system where I can get contacts after contacts after contacts. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I can't build a business without contacts. So I've got to have contacts. So you've got to help me with your company, with your system, with your lead generation, with your contacts. Because at the end of the day, when people join network marketing and they then go and sponsor, you say to them, you've got to put a list together of everybody you know, and they put three or four people together on a list. Then what happens is they speak to three or four of their friends and guess what? Three or four of their friends turn around and say, no, it's not for me. I'm not interested or whatever. So where do they then go for? They then stop. They hit a brick wall because the average person sponsors 2.1 people each. So you've got to get them over that hurdle. Now, we can put different systems in place and mechanisms in place. But unless you get the right mechanism you need to make sure that you give them the golden growl. And the golden growl basically means that they need a system to find their leads. Because unless you've got leads, you're never going to grow your business. So the leads are where it's at because they need to build their business. Now, a lot of people turn and say, oh, just walk out in the street and you can just speak to people and everything else. That's fine. But there's only about 2% of the population that will ever do that. The majority of people will never do that. So you need to give them an easier solution. Awesome. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? Yeah, um, I suppose really it's like I'm in this for the duration. And if you're going to be in this business, all you people listening to this podcast, you're either in the business or you're all in the business. Or you're either in the business or the business is in you. See, you cut my veins and blood doesn't come out. MLM comes out. It's like I'm 110% focused on the opportunity. And that's really what it's about. And, you know, there's a lot of companies out there. They've got phenomenal products and they've got phenomenal systems and pay plans and everything else. And people say to me, oh, so what do you do? Do you show people the pay plan? I say, you know, if you want to get involved with your pay plan and you want to confuse the ass out your distributors, tell them all about your pay plan. You've got to be a rocket scientist to do that. I would never go down that road. I would always make sure I build the reputation, build sort of like the rapport with the person first. Then you talk about your products. Then you talk about your opportunity. I would never, ever talk to people about the the pay plan. That would be the easiest solution to confuse your distributor. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you'll be hanging out with Simon Brooks. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Simon, S-I-M-O-N, at the search bar and the show notes, uh, Simon Brooks' contact info, his Skype number, and all the nuggets of wisdom he just shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Simon, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Simon, and God bless you. Thank you, son. Cheers. Hey, ML Nation, before we go to the recap and review, if you want to turbo boost your business and get better people in your business, 
Go and become an MLM Nation insider. Okay, insider members, you get a live training with me every week. You can ask me any questions you want. You can email them in. I'll answer them. If, even if you can't make the trainings, I record them and I'll have an answer for you. Uh, not just email answer. I'll actually talk to you on the webinar, record it, and send it to you uh, every week. And there's no limit to questions. You can ask me, ask me as many questions as you want. You also get these implementation guides, these really quick courses. I sell them for $47 uh, each. Like, for example, how to do your first home meeting, how to do successful webinars, how to do a hotel meeting, a home meeting, um, how to create more shareable social media posts, et cetera, et cetera. There's over 17 of them. I sell them separately, but as an insider member, you get them all for free. And as an ML Nation listener, here's a special offer for you. You can get a seven-day trial for only $1. So yes, for only $1, you can access all of those $47 courses for $1 for seven days. You can download them, do all that stuff. Uh, for seven days and afterwards. If you don't like it, you can cancel or you can continue, all right? So check this out. You can't get it on a website. You can only get it through, through the special link, mlmnationinsider.com, okay? mlmnationinsider.com for a special $1 trial. And so check it out, and I hope to see you at one of my live webinars soon and answering your questions. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. A quick recap and review with a great training from Simon Brooks. Um, it was good. You know, I love talking to people who are been in the business for a long, long time, like almost three decades in the profession. Like Simon Brooks says, if he cut up his veins, it won't be blood, it'll be MLM coming out. And it's almost like that type of fanatic dedication, giving 110%, like Simon says, is what it takes to be successful. And so here are a couple of big things. I think the main thing, and I got this immediately when I first talked to Simon, even before the interview, is like, he has amazing posture. His confidence and posture. And he shared, like, when he got started, um, you know, he didn't even meet that person, his upline. You know, how do you get his upline? The upline, again, the upline taught him about posture. It's like, he said, how do you close him? He never met him. He just gave his credit card on the phone because he said, you seem to be the person that uses credit cards, right? So, and then he just took the credit card number right then. I know for me, you know, when I, I shared the story, like, it took me 42 people to get my first sign-up. And now I have a six-figure residual income. But all stuff, 42 people. I'll share the story. When I first got started, I was so scared to get the credit card. And if you ask yourself this, are you scared of how to get that credit card? Because if you've never done business before, I know it's kind of weird. Like, you don't, you know, because your credit card information is something you're supposed to protect, right? And you're supposed to ask someone, am I even qualified to ask? Those are all limiting beliefs that ran in my mind. And I had to, you know, actually one of the trainings my mentor did for me was he taught me how to ask for the credit card. And believe it or not, I actually listened to that like at least five times. It was simply, hey, what's your, and what I learned was, uh, what's the, you know, what's your name you want on your account? And then where, what's the address you want your products to ship to? And how would you like to make the investment today? Right? That was very simple. Uh, What's the name you want on your account? What's the uh, address that you want your products and your kit to get shipped to. Uh, how would you like to make the investment? We take all the major credit cards. And I'm telling you, that was something that, just saying that we take all the major credit cards was so hard for me to say. And it was a belief builder. And I actually had to practice, practice, I actually practiced front of mirror many, many, many times until it got smooth. And so all these little things, like Simon, Simon Brooks was sharing, sometimes we get so scared, we don't ask for the sale, but have posture and confidence. Okay, posture and confidence. And if you don't know how to do the, have better posture, it's like all these mind games that you should be you need to say to yourself to give you the belief that you can do it. Check out my sponsoring workshop. I know I mentioned this before already. Just go to sponsoringworkshop.com. It's a free two hour training I do on online that'll teach you how to do that. But anyway, getting back to Simon Brooks, um, I, another awesome lesson was call your upline. He called his upline three, four times a day and really brought back memories. You know, for me, it was uh, Steve Schwartz who had been on ML Nation. His, he was early on in the first season. Uh, he would actually, he would call me at the beginning because I didn't have the, um, I didn't, I just didn't have the skills or the mindset to do that. But once he got me going, I used to call him all the time. And we just talk all the time. And I'll ask him for advice and tips. And that's actually the thing that helped me grow. Same thing what Simon Brooks did. He called his upline all the time, right? And he shared a great advice that he, it would take him forever to make a thousand phone calls because he has a thousand downlines. But for for your new distributor, it would take him only you know seconds to call because you only have one person to call, right? Uh, and by the way, Steve Schwartz is in episode 21. If you want to check that out, that was my uh, mentor that got me started in the business. 
couple other things is, um, you know, his turning point was going to the event, um, and his attitude before, you know, attitude before altitude. I love that. And he's no bad moments for Simon Brooks. Everything makes him, it makes him better, right? He's like, he's not the rhino trying to fit, fit into the hole. He's the rhino that makes the hole. <clears throat> love that confidence. The rhino that makes the hole. And the thing that he shares with his downline, I love that quote. This is something, you know, if I was building, I would use. What she shares with his new downline. You will quit me before I ever quit you. And I love that. It's just like he doesn't quit. Like we talked about the show notes page. And when I introduced Simon, it was like he kept going because he he didn't know how to quit. Right? It's like the YouTube video with Will Smith. Will Smith did an interview and said, if you get on the treadmill with me and we have a race, there's only two things going to happen. Either you're going to get off or I'm going to die on the treadmill. And that is just such good. Just don't, 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 don't quit. You know? Uh, really good stuff. Another thing he shared was the MLM objection, right? Um, just go. I would go back and listen to that. So, you know, he just he compared it to the church or also to other companies' products. Like he talked about Heinz beans. I guess Heinz beans are very popular in the UK or whatever product in the US, right? Like McDonald's. That is like a pyramid too. You have the CEO. You have the it goes all the you know CEO and you have the uh, VPs, the executives, and then uh, so on, so on to the you know sixteen year old kid that's actually serving you the burgers, right? Um, but it's just posture. I mean, I think that one thing you can take out of it from this whole uh, interview is the posture and confidence uh, and the way you communicate. It's not necessarily the words you say, but it's how you say it that's important. So definitely reach out to Simon Brooks. Go to mlmdation.net. Just put in Simon. Uh, and I guess I will come up too if you put in Simon. Uh, but Simon, you see him, Simon Brooks. Uh, you want to put Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-E-S. And reach out to him. His Skype will be there. Connect with him and don't forget, just type in Simon Chan when you Skype him and he'll reply back. Uh, he's very, very good with Skype, Simon Brooks. And like all, all the old school people, they know verbal is the way to go because you can hear the tonality, whether someone's serious or not. Um, that's another big lesson from Simon Brooks. But reach out to him, thank him, connect with him. Awesome, awesome guy. And um, if you like this episode, please make sure subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. I really appreciate that. And keep sharing this with the ML profession. And we are awesome. You know, just so inspiring. I think one of the proudest moments, and I really enjoyed listening to Simon share, was how he got a son involved. You know, and what cooler story is there for like a father and son working together and father being able to pass the success to the son and watching his son grow too. I mean, his son made half a million in four years and just growing, growing really quickly. Really, really proud daddy moment there. I really felt a connection there. So, ML Nation, thanks for being you. Thanks for listening. Definitely reach out to Simon Brooks. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 